The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery podcast. We're glad you're with us today. I'm Reverend Dan Beckett here with co-host Reverend Michelle Vargas. Together, we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your own recovery journey. We're basically a couple of recovery nerds and ordained unity ministers sharing our experience, strength, and hope on this spiritual journey of addiction recovery. We hope that something you hear today will be helpful to you on your own recovery journey. We invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Just send an email to spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. Facebook users, you can message us from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. Today's episode is titled, A New State of Consciousness. We are borrowing from the daily reflection. This is from December 5th, 2023. It quotes the 12 and 12. Uh, he has been granted a gift which amounts to a new state of consciousness and being. It continues. Many of us in AA puzzle over what is a spiritual awakening. I tended to look for a miracle, something dramatic and earth-shattering. But what usually happens is that a sense of well-being, a feeling of peace, transforms us into a new level of awareness. That's what happened to me. My insanity and inner turmoil disappeared, and I entered into a new dimension of hope, love, and peace. I think the degree to which I continue to experience this new dimension is in direct proportion to the sincerity, depth, and devotion with which I practice the 12 steps of AA, a new state of consciousness. What do you think? What was your experience like? Yeah, so I was thinking about the fact that um, maybe many of us have this experience I certainly was not okay when I came into the rooms I was not expecting to be getting a new state of consciousness you know what I mean like I wasn't expecting that I mean you know most of us came into the rooms because we knew we had a problem with drugs or alcohol or whatever the substance was and we wanted support in in um in quitting that, you know, we didn't realize that we were getting a total overhaul of our being really. But I think there's no 
better way to describe it than a new state of consciousness because that's how big it was for me. I mean, maybe not all at once, but um, it was it was quite dramatic for me. And I think that it's because, you know, we're talking about a spiritual awakening and what is a spiritual awakening? And for someone, I guess it depends on what your prior state of spiritual spirituality was before you came into the rooms. A lot of us didn't have one, right? Had left the church of our childhoods like I had and really had moved into a world of, you know, thinking and analyzing and, you know, um, a very analytical, logical way of approaching life that didn't involve unseen things of the spirit. I'd basically just sort of, that wasn't my way of living, right? And so when people started talking about spiritual matters and, um, you know, that type of thing, it was like a whole shift for me. It was like opening up a whole world that I had been oblivious to, basically. I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make, does that make sense what I'm trying to say? Like, that's literally how big it was. Like I went from not, you know, I was, um, I was in graduate school. I considered myself, you know, an intellectual an academic, whatever. I was becoming a teacher and, um, I was relying on my intellect for everything. And so when I came into the 12 step program and people started saying, you're more than your intellect, you are a spirit you know, and there is this higher power that is um, involved in your life, can be invited to be involved in your life. That was major. I mean, that was like a whole shift for me. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, a little bit of an easy landing or a slow introduction is a better phrase in that I had found unity maybe I mean, maybe like five or six years before I got sober. Um, Now, I wasn't exactly like participating. You know, I was more showing up and leaving tips, as we say, in in the basket. (laughs) Though I did, there was something compelling about it. And it absolutely um, reached my brain through the fog and uh, kept me coming back and I was fascinated by it and wanted to learn more and hear more about it. And I did, I don't mean to say I didn't like learn anything while I was doing it, but I'm contrasting that with, um, and then we drifted away for a while. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it's been like for you or for other things, but if I know if I go do a thing and I don't really lean into it and engage it and sort of stay on the periphery, like has been kind of my style um, most of my life up till recent times. Um, You know, it's it's gonna, I'm I'm not going to stick with it if I'm not deeply engaged. And that happened with the unity church. It was a wonderful church, but we kind of drifted away. But when I got the, you know, spiritual two by four, so to speak, when I really hit bottom and um, made the decision to be sober when I went back to church, I definitely leaned into it and, you know, volunteered and did this and did that. And it was eventually asked to serve on the board, which is what happens if you keep showing up and you're a reasonable person, eventually that might happen. (laughs) And so 
it was slow over time is where I'm going with all this. As slow yeah. as that story that I just told. Spiritual awakening, and, and as much as I would have loved it to be, and sometimes my mind will still go here, that it's got to be some sort of dramatic event, you know, some fireworks in a chorus of angels. Um, that is not what it was like for me. Mm -hmm. it, it was more, and I think those are misconceptions. I mean, we love a get rich quick story, right? And we also yeah. love a get enlightened quick story for the same reason. But I don't really think that that's how things work in general. Yes, people do win the lottery. No, that is not a reliable path to take to wealth. Right. And so, but what is, for me, is the spiritual path that we call 12-step. Um, absolutely worked and so what, what's the phrase um from the famous author of the educational variety of awakening is what i experienced yeah so a spiritual awakening um i mean there so i think can be dramatic or can be subtle you know and and i think that it, there's layers of it right like we tend to talk about an awakening as if it's something that just happens and then it's done but awakening spiritually is a process it's a journey that we started and is going to go on for the rest of our lives right and so i guess for some people i mean for me i think it was more dramatic because i didn't have any spirituality on board when i came into the 12-step program I, you know, I didn't have, I'd, I'd rejected it all. I wasn't interested. I'd left the church, yada, yada. And so for me, there was that initial dramatic awakening of like, oh my God, like I've been half asleep. It's like, I've had one eye open and one eye closed. You know, there was this whole other spirit world. I didn't know anything about consciousness or God or any of that stuff. It was all totally new to me. And so there was an initial sort of dramatic awakening. I've shared on this program. Um, it came pretty easily for me, pretty quickly. I think I was ripe for it, but I had no idea. But for me, it was really around taking the third step because I had been such a control freak and such a very controlled and um, tightly wound and very methodical, organized kind of person. And so um, turning my will, you know, I, I lived based on my will, right? My will is what got me through everything. And so this idea of turning my will over to God, that was like just huge to me. And I did experience a very dramatic relief shift, followed by joy, um, followed by feelings of well-being. It was like, it was like a big sigh. It was like, oh, I don't have to do it alone anymore. I'm not alone. You know, I used to have a real fear of the dark when I'd be home alone in a house or in my apartment. I was terrified of the dark. That fear completely left me. And I think it's because I thought I was alone in the dark, you know. And when I came to know my higher power, I was no longer alone ever in the dark. And so it was a huge awakening to me. But it doesn't just end there. The awakening goes on and on. And, and my understanding of things shift and change. But I did have that definite um, sensation of what this paragraph says here about a sense of well-being and peace, hope, love. I, I experienced all of that. And I continue to experience all of that. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, these so-called white light experiences, and I've had a handful of them. I think of them as healing mm -hmm. experiences, although I, I totally get that description, calling them white light. You know, this sort of flash of insight and change, mm -hmm. some major shift. And that is, you know, I can think of one, two, three, you know, four four times that come to mind in the last you know dozen years or so mm -hmm. so while those things happen it's not about those things you know i'm not seeking those experiences those experiences did not make me any more quote air quote spiritual they were just notable moments on the journey of tremendous release and healing there's there's something going on right now and i don't really have perspective on it because i'm in the middle of it so uh, circle back. We'll come back to this later, maybe next year. <laughs> but two years ago, uh, it happened. Absolute massive release of energy, healing, letting go of all kinds of stuff. Um, probably four or five years before that. Probably four, three, four years before that. Mm -hmm. Including, and I mentioned when I, uh, you know, hit bottom and made the decision to pursue leading a sober life i had a, i was very sick at that time as many of us are at the depth of our addiction and had a distinct white light experience then but that you know that didn't all of a sudden like that experience did not make me sober that experience kind of shone a light on the path forward mm -hmm. is how i might um describe that because what got me sober was uh, honestly working the program, you know, literally following the directions, which I never, that was never my way before. Yeah. Directions, rules, those are for other people. I know what I'm doing, get out of my way. Um, but I actually followed the directions and that's what worked. So yes, white light experiences, also called unitive experiences, those can happen, but those are not the goal. Mm-hmm. In, yeah. in my experience, at least, there that that's not where that that might show me something notable, but it's not the work. So here's one thing I want to say is you know so Dan and I are describing two pretty different types of experiences, and they're both completely legitimate, and both well within the possibilities of what might happen to one when they get sober. So um, I think it's important to note that everyone has a little bit different of an experience. Yes, thank you. And it's okay if you have a white light experience. It's okay if you don't. It's okay if the shift is dramatic and powerful. It's okay if it's more subtle and slow. Um, everyone is different. And everyone has a different way of awakening spiritually. And everyone is starting at a different place. I feel like I was really fast-tracked from the get-go, like things were pretty, moved pretty quickly for me. Um, but everyone's experience is different. So please don't compare your experience to ours and think that there's something wrong if you didn't have the type of experience that we're describing. What I wanna um, zone in on now is the last sentence of our paragraph that we read, where it talks about that the degree to which we continue to grow and awaken spiritually is directly in proportion to um, our sincerity and our depth and devotion with which we practice these principles in all our affairs. So um, again, 
not a one and done. There may be an initial dramatic experience, but spiritual awakening is a lifetime experience. Um, our spiritual growth is a journey. It's not a destination, right? It's not a place that we get to. It's a path that we walk and it's a process. And the, the, um, the transformation is in the process, right? So you and I talk almost weekly and, you know, we are always going through various things and, um, you know, when we have a hard time and we go through something, then there's like another mini awakening. It's like, you know, we've talked about it a lot, like a, an onion and sort of peeling away layers of the onion, exposing um, things that are underneath and uh, healing layers of healing. And um, that's kind of the path. And so the extent to which we will experience those deeper, more profound layers of transformation and healing is directly proportional to what we put into it. You know, I, I remember people saying that to me early on, you're going to get out of this program, what you put into it. And I think that's really, really true. I agree. You know? Yeah. So you can have a sort of mediocre experience that might hopefully get you sober and you may go on your merry way, or you may find that this spirituality thing is really the jam for you and, and you want to go deeper. You know, I, I, I've felt early on that I wanted to go deeper and that's why I started attending unity. And um, I was very happy to find that unity went dovetailed very well with the 12 steps and the things that I was learning in the program. And um, so that, uh, that made that involvement in a spiritual community and learning everything that you learn when you come into unity, that um, made my spiritual awakening a lot more powerful, deeper. Um, and then I just kept going with that. Obviously, you and I, both of our paths led us ultimately to wanting to become ministers, which is kind of, you know, a, a very deep level of commitment to this path. Um, but whatever we put into it is what we get out of it, you know. And so if you want to go deeper spiritually, then you need to get more deeply involved, you know, and if that means joining a spiritual community like a unity church or um, whatever it is for you, staying connected to the program, continuing to work the 12 steps, really it's about remaining awake because if you just stay awake and keep putting one foot in front of the other, the deeper levels of the onion will be available to you should you keep trudging this path to happy destiny, right? I mean, you yes. and I don't go looking for our next spiritual um, lesson. We're not like, oh, you know, let's see what layer of the onion we're going to peel today. No, we just keep doing the deal. We keep on the path and each next new lesson or challenge or awakening is sort of handed to us by virtue of staying present and staying on the path and staying awake yeah i love that I agree 120 percent, if that's possible <laughs> uh, with everything that you just said you know i'm i'm reminded of the saying that we have it works if you work it mm, you yes. get out of it what you put into it as you shared i i also remember hearing and i don't think this is a direct quote maybe someone knows you could email us and let me know but I know that my sobriety is contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition. Yes. That to me, when I saw that, I thought, I know how, I now know how to stay sober. Mm -hmm. I stay sober by maintaining my spiritual condition. Yeah. There's nothing to do with alcohol and liquor stores and all that. After a while, you know, I got to right. get a little time under my belt before I could see it this way. 
it is all about maintenance of my spiritual condition, which is, like you said, one day at a time, one foot mm -hmm. in front of the other, just suit up and show up, you know, be one of the bunch, participate in the community, which was a big different thing for me because I was not a participator mm -hmm. and I uh, became one because I really, 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 really did not want to go back to yeah. where I had been. I would do anything to grow and change and not have to um, find myself back in that horrible situation. And I listened to what people said. If you do what we do, you'll get what we get. I'm like, sign me up. I'm yep. ready. Let's go. Yep. And even people who, you know, had critical things to say about 12 step. Like I remember allegedly um, quotes from people I was in rehab with who, I don't know if they made it or not, but talking about stuff like, well, only, you know, this small percent of people uh, who do 12 step get sober. And I was like, great, I'm going to be one of them. Now I know yeah, what I need exactly. to do. I don't care what it is. You tell me it only works for 5% of people. Well, I'm going to be one of the 5% period. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. And th it, this program works if you work it. Right. And oh, and the, the, uh, and add on to that that's coming to mind for some reason, and this helped me a lot at one point, is that this program is for people who want it, yes, not for people who need it. I fortunately was both, needed it in my opinion mm -hmm. and wanted it. That's not my opinion. I know that for sure. Yeah. Uh, this program works for people who want it, and it absolutely works. Yeah. And we have to go and get it ourselves. It's not going to, you know just i mean it's like we said it's what what we put into it is what we get out of it um it's not like you know taking a pill and and getting healed i mean it's that's the difference about this disease if you will is that you know for most other diseases there's there's sort of a cure maybe the reason the statistics aren't so great on this is because it's just not that black and white you know it's um it's contingent upon what we do you know, how much we adhere to it or how much we put into it or how, how deeply we go in it. And we're all starting from different places too. So again, the statistics I think could easily be skewed by that. No, I think all of those things are absolutely true. And the yeah. bottom line, and the reason I even mentioned them is because I don't care what stuff like that may be flying through ar around in mm -hmm. people's minds. What I know is that it worked because I worked it. And yep. I am successful because I decided to be. Yep. And anyone, if you're listening to us, all you need to do is what we did. Decide to be successful, do the work, and you're going to be just fine. Well, let's shift to our recovery in a nutshell. We're kind of getting there naturally anyway. This is where we try to summarize the pieces of all of this that we found most helpful. As if we had, if someone rolled up to us and we literally had like 60 seconds to tell the whole story, what would those top things be? So Reverend Michelle, in a nutshell, if someone came to you and said, what is the big deal with this whole spiritual awakening thing anyway? Do I need that? How do I get that? What would you say to someone coming from that place? 
Well, only you know whether you need it or not. We can only share that we needed it and we got it and how it changed our lives, right? So I think that the whole thing begins with a surrender. So there's a certain level to which we have to surrender our human ego, our need to control, our need to understand and figure out and do everything according to the plan, yada, yada. So there's a surrender that has to happen. We, we have to give up some of that trying to control. And then once we've done that, um, it's a matter of keeping coming back. That's why we say that at every meeting, keep coming back. You know, um, this doesn't happen in a day. This happens over, you know, very slowly over a period of time. So, but it, it doesn't happen if we step off the path, right? So we've got to stay engaged in the process. And the longer, the extent to which we will experience the fruits of this is the extent to which we stay engaged in the process. So whatever that means for you, keeping going to meetings, having a sponsor, keeping working the steps, um, finding ways to explore your spirituality more deeply outside of the 12-step program, whether it's joining a church or whatever that is. Um, it's just staying engaged just keeping thinking thinking of this as a lifetime path not as a one of and done but as something that you are committing to doing for the rest of your life really yeah i agree with that i mean get, get on the path and stay on it my my first thought was what, what i said before follow the directions which i never would mm -hmm. do but this time for whatever reason i was like fine i am sufficiently beaten down <laughs> clearly i don't know how to do this let me and i believe these people when they say this has worked for me i believed them i could look them in the eye when they're telling me that and not just one person a whole bunch of people and i knew that they were telling the truth so follow the directions and then again one day at a time this is not a race right? This is one foot in front of the other. Uh, listen to others, which I did in meetings by staying engaged in the process, like you're saying. I love this phrase, take what you like and leave the rest behind, mm. right? Because whatever is good and right for me in any moment, that can change over time. And I might hear someone say something and there's some piece of it that's exactly what I needed in that moment. And the rest of it, it doesn't even make sense. Fine. Leave that part behind. Take the one little gem with you and move forward. And then finally participate. I was never a participator. I had to learn to become one, be a part of the community. Keep coming back. Yeah. Yeah. All wonderful suggestions. Well, we have an affirmation for you today to solidify all of this in your mind. And it goes like this, through my ongoing spiritual awakening, I experience greater and greater levels of peace, well-being, and freedom. Yes, once again, through my ongoing spiritual awakening journey, I might even add, I experience greater and greater levels of peace, well-being, and freedom. And that's yeah. what we're after, right? Yes. Well, it's happened again. You've given yourself the gift of another episode of Spirit of Recovery, and we are grateful. We hope that you found something in all of our yakking today that you find genuinely helpful. And we bless you wherever you are in your recovery journey. Yes, we do. And as always, we invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. You can find us on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery, or you can email us at spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. We're so glad you joined us today and hope that you'll join us again. 
And until then, don't drink like my co-host. And please don't drink like my co-host. Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.